Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into the final week of the SEC football season for 2023, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us. Number two, you can definitely subscribe to the podcast on that platform and other platforms. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football. So share this episode and others with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, at Cousin Bailey, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y, at gmail.com about being a sponsor. Well, uh, Gus hasn't exactly gone wire-to-wire this season, but um, his uh, lead seems insurmountable, no matter how small. So uh, it's going to take some creative picking from all of us to catch him. But, uh, hey, take it away for week 13, the final week of the college football season, regular season, uh, rivalry week. Gus? Yes. And what a week it will be. A lot of good games this week, both in and out of conference. Always a fun, fun weekend. You got the holidays kicking off with Thanksgiving. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to be drunk starting tonight through Monday morning when I have to wake up for work. Mm-hmm. And we're recording on a Tuesday, everybody. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> so last week uh, I went five and three, as did Doctor Riffic. I am forty six and thirty nine. Doctor is forty three and forty two. The the only other bourbon boy over five hundred. Cuz and Malt both went four and four. Cuz is forty two and forty three on the year. Malt is forty and forty five. Wasn't another uh, undefeated week there for Malt. It's kind of disappointing. No crash back down to earth yeah but at least i mean at least you went four and four it wasn't like one of those one in you know seven weeks or whatever so I, i'm not a guest picker so th- those wouldn't happen to me <laughs> uh that's fantastic so before we jump into this grand old slate of games let's see what everybody is drinking cuz what do you got buddy um well, unfortunately, I uh, I was setting up at my parents' house all day, so I didn't really, and I had a showing, but so I didn't have a chance to get something fresh and unique. So I'm drinking a Neon Bear Hug from Goose Island again. It's an IPA. It's it's awesome, but uh, that's what I had in the fridge. So have a couple of those. Excellent, excellent. Malt, what you got, buddy? So I think I shared the other night. Uh, I'm starting to become a fan of this brewery, Three Sons Brewing, out of. Uh, it's either Delray or Danube Beach. I don't get those two confused. Anyway, it's their um, Dopalicious IPA, 7.2%. This is my third beer, of the fourth beer of the day. So, yeah, we're starting the holiday weekend. Well. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Doctor, what you got, buddy? 
I had fucking family and up in my ass and I'm cooking and I can't make it. So a lot of dragoon, a lot of dragoon going on there. He probably doesn't have just one flavor. He probably has the whole fucking catalog, which is outstanding. But yes, doctor will be, hopefully he'll be able to join us. He'll be in and out uh, cooking for massive, massive, massive amount of the Riffic family. So, but you are truly. Him? Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it the, yeah. is it the involves that are in town or the. I think it's the outlaws. outlaws. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've already had a bottle of wine tonight, which I believe was the same thing I did last week. Hello. Um, once again, I'm not feeling it. I probably should check into a program. Um, <laughs> You're but, turning uh, into quite a renaissance, man. The wine. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like wine. I like it a lot. I, I, try to drink with my meals and then I always go overboard. What normally happens though, is the wife doesn't drink red wine. I drink red wine and white wine, mm-hmm. but she'll pop open a bottle of white wine, but she doesn't want it to spoil. So I end up drinking three and a oh. half glasses to her one glass, but these have been red wine that I've opened and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Once it. it's open, you got to finish it. Yeah. Just finish it. Who's, just who's do it. it. Yeah. My, uh, you know, my, my wife, doesn't uh drink she loves red wine but she doesn't drink it because she gets like this allergic reaction sometimes happens to my wife sometimes too like skin reaction yep yep so she's uh now i mean she she's tried all these different like i mean types of wine and then apparently there are these drops or something you can put in the wine that doesn't affect the taste but maybe discounts i think it's the nitrites that are doing it Um, there's some Uh, kind of one of the I think sulfites. Wine is like if it's organic wine, it's less of an issue. Right. Well, that would. So whatever makes wine organic helps. Yeah. Also, I think red, like a tomato sauce, does it to her too. No, no. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know if that happens to. Poor thing. Yeah, it's sad. (laughs) And more for you, right? Anyhow, I'm I'm drinking a beer that kind of equates to the Florida Gators. Yes. Um it's better than shitty teams. It doesn't compete with the good teams and you don't really know what's going to happen against a mediocre team. So, I'm drinking a Miller Lite. There you <laughs> go. But uh I've been my guess. <laughs> yeah, so um you know, I'm having that right now. I didn't get anything special. Uh, I was kind of busy. So, but I'm with how many games we have and how fast this Miller Lite is going down. Once again, mm-hmm. I probably should check in somewhere. Um, I'll be switching to something more appropriate, especially since I don't have to work until Monday. So. Yeah, it's I, like uh, I, I had tickets to the hockey game Saturday. So four o'clock played Edmonton. So the wife and I, we got the hat tricks a little before three. Oof. I was debating the the standard Labatt's 24 ounce from the tub there or or just get the Miller Lite. I was like, well, we're playing Edmonton. I'll get a Miller Lite. And like literally 45 seconds later, I'm like, where's my, <laughs> where's my next beer? Yep. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Hey. It is. It is. But with that, everyone knows now. 
if you didn't know before, we're alcoholics. So, cuz, 7.30 game on Thursday. Oh, God. You know, this is exciting. I I um, I love having a college football game on on uh, Thanksgiving. And it's interesting that, you know, my in-laws are Ole Miss fans. So, not that I ever would have rooted for Mississippi State, but, you know, it's kind of nice when they do win. Um, What was the year that the um, that Ole Miss scored a late, late touchdown to, and then missed the tying extra point because of an unsportsmanlike? Was that last year or two years ago? No, they had Matt Luke was their coach. Oh, that so, was so that was years, I think it was years the, ago. Okay. Well, was Matt Luke the last coach before Lane, yeah. or was that Crooked Hugh? That was Crooked Hugh. Okay, okay yeah. So, oh, so that while. was Luke Matt. Oh, god. Well, how embarrassing for everyone involved, especially me for not knowing that. But um, so <clears throat> um, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. Um, but um, the coachless, and I, I mean that you know sarcast sardonically because i know the um uh greg knox former gator assistant who was one and zero at florida by the way because i guess he took over in one game during a lame duck situation is now coaching mississippi state throughout the year or through the end of the year he beat, he beat uh taggart right yeah he oh beat yeah FSU. that's right he took over he beat... from mullen and beat fsu yes that's the worst play the worst played game i've ever seen remember the uh the the they're an attempt at an onside kick at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, that was horrible. Um, well, uh, anyways, they dropped forty-one on Southern Miss last week, um, which I did not see coming. Obviously, judging by my record, and Ole Miss. They, I mean, while they they didn't cover, but they took care of um, Louisiana Monroe as well. Um, I know this is a special game, and I, I, I hate to, I don't hate to harp on this, but. This would have been a million times better if the pirate was still coaching Mississippi State. I was I was planning on that for like years and years to come. Him being involved in the SEC, it's it, he'll be missed, and I don't mean that just selfishly. I mean he's a he seemed like such a cool dude. Um, so, anyways, I, I forgot to mention this is Ole Miss at Mississippi State. This is the Egg Bowl, and um, Mississippi State is a ten point home underdog. Um, I just don't think that this number is too big. I think Ole Miss as um, is. Obviously, they have more stability, they have more talent, and they have more speed. And Mississippi State, aside from a couple games here and there, struggles on offense. So I am going to take Ole Miss on the road to cover this 10 points. Yeah, I agree. I I actually was going to take Ole Miss when I thought it was 14. Um, Yeah. The the real bet is how long into this game I will last before falling asleep. Um, because yeah. it's generally by the third quarter, it's sort of like I I'm I'm about out after a day of beer and wine and turkey and all that. But um, I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we stay kept this close. This is always kind of a little bit of a weird game. Yeah. But um, but I I just maybe if Mississippi State like actually had a coach that they liked and you know, felt like they were trending somewhere, but I feel like they're not, they're going nowhere. And, you know, Lane kind of needs this after, you know, getting blown out by Georgia. So I'll, I'll lay the 10 and take, take the Reds on the road as well. Yeah. So there's, I don't think there's much to talk about in this game. I think it's going to be Ole Miss big. However, uh, well, you can put me down for Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss here. Yeah. But, uh, 
so I was listening to Andy Staples and he had a pretty good conversation. Uh, I believe it was yesterday's podcast. I can't remember which, which day it was, but there should be a permanent position called interim coach and you should hire one of two people. It's either Ed Orgeron oh, yeah. or Greg Knox because they're both like undefeated. Apparently they keep, they keep recruiting classes together. I don't know if Knox actually did that at Florida, but I thought that was a very interesting conversation that he had. I, I highly recommend that uh, Bourbon Boy listeners go out and listen to that Andy Staples conversation. It's pretty good. He also said that Greg Knox rolled into the Mississippi State locker room this week on a on a four wheeler. So, you know, maybe they got a little bit of magic going on there. Maybe he's trying to connect somehow to his players or whatever. But I just thought it was hilarious. Like, here's an interim coach knowing he doesn't have a job there. So he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And he just rolls into the locker room on a four-wheeler. So, but all that being said, Lane Train's going to run a train. Give me Ole Miss. And um, so, as we mentioned, our producer is currently hosting a number of his own family. So I'll be, we'll be, we will be reading his picks in. Uh, but uh, this is his dragoon lock of the week uh, on Ole Miss. Okay, the lone game on Friday. Motherfucking cocks, fucking Mizzou. Mm who somehow feels like they're entitled to talk a lot of shit after beating the Gators, who had their starting quarterback knocked out, have been shitty for the last three years, and they're really that excited. I mean, I, I can't even think, when was the last time we were that good? Do any of their, were any of their players even alive to where like, we have that sort of cachet? I mean, I guess if you're Mizzou, then you're looking for things to get excited about. But they go to Arkansas. Arkansas is a five-and-a-half-point underdog at home. They announced that uh, our boy Sam Pittman is okay to come back next year. Uh, the real question is whether he makes it to Halloween next year as a coach. Um, they did win, but underwhelmed, didn't cover. But I kind of feel like they're going to hang tough. Um, I don't know. Mizzou... They're still Mizzou, you know, and uh, even though they kind of, you know, they, they beat Tennessee, I, I I just have a weird feeling that they might lose this game. I'm not going to say they're going to lose this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lose this game. Would it and matter you know if what? I told you that the line jumped up a little to seven and a half, seven and a half? It wouldn't matter at all. It would okay. make me more inclined to take Arkansas. All right. Oh, of course. Because fuck Mizzou. I hate them. Yeah. They're scumbags. Their coach is a Nazi, and Luther can take a fucking long walk off a short pier. He's talking shit after whatever. Arkansas all the way. All right. Well, yeah, so uh, so I'm going to go the opposite way here. Uh, definitely didn't like anything about Missouri's after-game shenanigans, but I'm trying to win the bourbon boys here. So um, I got to take my heart out of it and put my mind in it. And Arkansas just isn't a good football team. Missouri is a good football team. Even though it didn't seem like it, maybe the Gators are better than we thought. Mm, I don't know, but either way, Arkansas is not very good. I'm sure that, uh, that Mizzou 
will come out for this uh, fighting hard because they want a big bowl game. They want a New Year's Six bowl game. So I think they're trying to get that here. So I think Missouri will probably win by two touchdowns. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I have no hope of catching you, but I, uh, before I knew your pick, I had written down that this is my, this is my lock of the week. I think Missouri, I, okay, let me just join you, join y'all in saying that mock chomp after the game, when the, those kids in the, the hoodies and the jerseys, like they weren't even starters running over to our bench and doing the mock chomp in front of our players. I almost lost my shit. I mean, and and that was, and that was like compound compounding the fact that like I had, I I had stupidly had hope fourth and 17, et cetera, et cetera. And all that, that came out afterwards. And then their 240 something pound kicker kicks a chip shot field goal and does the mock chomp, a.k.a. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski in 1997. I was like, do we have enough time to rue- make him rue that? We did not, of course. But I, 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 I'm I, just echoing the sentiments of our leader, so to speak. Um, I have to t- I, I got to take my heart out of this because I, I hate them so much. And Arkansas just beat us on a whole field goal mis- miscue, not miscue, but situation you know like a couple weeks ago this is frustrating to watch these teams i'm gonna hate every minute of this game that i watch um i think missouri is also gonna win i think they're gonna win big i think i feel like they're so they have so much of an inferiority complex and that was demonstrated by their celebration afterwards like how do we possibly live live in their in their minds rent free like you said malt liquor like when was the last time that they they saw anything these kids were in diapers when we were good Anyways, they do live in the state of Missouri. Yeah, that's true. State of denial. <laughs> Anyways, now I'm going to take Missouri as well. Um, um, but uh, it's it's not it's nothing but think but thought thoughtful. I I hate them. Um, and then our uh, illustrious producer is also taking Missouri. So, so I'm the lone piggy. I'm the lone piggy again, and that worked out terribly for me last week. So, the lone piggy. Oh, yeah. piggy, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gus, next game. First game yeah. of Saturday. First game of Saturday, noon kickoff. I don't know. If, I, I feel like there's probably a name to this game. The, the Bluegrass Blueries. I don't know. The Bourbon Bowl. Um, it used to, I think it used to be the Bourbon Bowl. Bourbon Bowl, yeah. And then because someone drank and died, they had to change it. I think we have this conversation literally every year, by the way, y'all. Come we on. do. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Once and for all. It's, y'all the, go governor, it's the governor's cup. Oh, the governor. All right. So Kentucky heading to Louisville, number 10, number nine, just depends <sighs> on what poll you look at. Louisville, seven-point favorites at home. Kentucky's coming off a bad loss to South Carolina. Um, I think I don't think the, the score – was indicative of bad, but it was South Carolina. So it was a bad loss. Uh, Louisville. I don't know what to make of them. So they had to come back last week against Miami. They squeaked by Virginia the week before that. Those are two not good teams. They beat Notre Dame earlier in the season, which Mm -hmm. seems crazy to me, but yeah, I, I don't know. 
I think Louisville is going to win the game, but the problem is Louisville. What's that? They're ranked 10th. Yeah, I know. They got one loss, right? Yeah. Who was it to? I don't even know who it was to. (laughs) I'm looking at their schedule right now. I can't even see it. It was Florida State. No, they haven't played Florida State. They play them next week. No, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know who they lost to, but I feel like they lost. Maybe they didn't lose. Anyhow, uh, yeah, this could be a game that that Louisville, even though it's a rivalry game, they could be looking past it because they're playing for the ACC championship next week. So, I don't know. I'd probably stay away from this game and away from this number. Man, I don't know, though. Kentucky's not good. They've been trending the wrong way after that Florida win. Uh, Give me the Cardinals. And the founder of Papa John's, Papa John himself. So Louisville lost to probably one of the most forgettable programs in major college football, the Pitt Panthers, 38 to 21. They're like, yikes. They're like even more forgettable than Syracuse. Sorry, loyal listener. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Kentucky, I almost feel like Kentucky should be in the ACC. They're more a basketball team. They they just kind of suck. Even when they're they have like a good season, it's good. Like and then once once it's Halloween, it just turns um, because they're but they start to focus on basketball. Um, I mean Louisville is not really any different. They're they're basically a basketball school, but they are trending up gearing for a New Year's Day Bowl. Probably going to be favored against FSU. So all the things are pointing towards Louisville covering this number. I looked at the Governor's Cup, and how many times do you think these teams have played in football? I'll go with 92. So it's surprisingly low, 34 times. That seems uh, insane. It's... Maybe because they just it, that maybe that just sort of demonstrates how little they care about football. So they played in the 19 teens, a few times in the 20s, and then did not play again until 1994. Wow. And have basically played every year since. Which seems ins- seems insane. So they're like so hyped up on basketball. They're just like, wait, they have football over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Should, it's like, uh, oh, hey, well, these what? kids seem this football thing might stick. Maybe we should yeah. schedule it. Um, That's probably why we don't know the name of what their rivalry is called because they probably didn't have one before the governor's no, cup. Yeah. No, it's the governor's cup sounds made up. It's like some governor was like, oh, if I get, I might get like three more points if I attach myself to a football game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just – I can't get over the fact that Kentucky only scored 14 points against South Carolina's defense. And Louisville's actually got a good defense. Um, So I'm going to – I'm with you guys. I'm going to lay the points. I'll take uh, Louisville as the home favorite big victory against their hated rival. This seems like a weird game, too, where, like, the – the team that's supposed to win doesn't, but that's based on like my 
tacit attention to this non-rivalry. I like that. That was nice. Um, Real quick on some history. Indiana, Kentucky is formerly the bourbon barrel. That's right. Until they mutually agreed. Uh, No, I don't think so. Um, Do basketball schools again. Yep. They played annually from 87 to 2005, known as the Bourbon Barrel Game, but then they both uh, decided to stop calling it that or some shit, you know, in 99. Yeah, yeah. Following the death of a Kentucky football player, alcohol-related death of a Kentucky football player. Tennessee, Kentucky used to be called the Beer Barrel for some reason. Um, so you kind of touched on everything I was thinking, um, except so Louisville's got one loss and they're playing Florida State next week, and now they have a better-than-puncher's chance, I would say, with Jordan Travis being out, poor bastard. Yeah. Um. So my original thought was, like, you know, what do they care about this game? But, I mean, they're not going to make it into the playoffs, but they will obviously be locked in for a New Year's Six Bowl if they win next week, especially with, you know, and then obviously the better the bowl, the better the, better the record, the better the bowl. Um. And and also like, what the fuck is going on with Mark Stoops? Every year we love him, and like you said, the weather gets cold, the smell of basketball cleats are in the air, whatever. I mean, basketball leather is in the air, and they stop giving a shit. And like, it happens almost every year. Like, and and I I was listening to a podcast, and I, I he must have a hell of a buyout or something because they were like, who like, they're not going to fire him, I guess. But then the question was, who, where would he go anyways? So I don't know. I, I just, I, I saw last week coming the, um, the South Carolina game. I was the lone cock as it were. Um, and I'm going to continue picking against Kentucky as the weather is now turned and the winds are now blowing against them. So, and then, um, also, uh, our producer is, let's see, I just want to double check. I'm, I have the right information here. Our producer is also picking Louisville. So this will be a, our first sweep. Nope, second sweep of the week. So yay. Unanimous. Just to go back to Stoops and Kentucky. Okay, where would Stoops go, number one? Number two, who would Kentucky hire knowing that you're second fiddle? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like what coach really wants to go there that would do better than what Mark Stoops does? They're just going to be what they are. And listen, as long as they stop beating Florida, they can keep this up. The seven and five nonsense going to the Music City Bowl or, you know, the Outback Bowl occasionally or, you know, like I'm happy. with Yeah, that's exactly. I I mean, sorry, go ahead. I feel like sorry. I feel like they're like K-State 20 years ago. So K-State was like the dregs of college football forever. And then they got Bill Snyder and it was like, yeah, he's like got us winning eight to nine games a year. We love him. He's not never going to leave because he has no other options. Yeah. And um, I feel like it's a perfect marriage and they can care about it until basketball season starts. Exactly. And I know Larry used to battle me about these things, but there are certain programs. I, I Unfortunately, Florida has turned into the, is, I, I think I must have cursed us because there are certain programs that I grew up thinking were just never going to get over that hump, you know, and Kentucky was always one of them occasional 10 win season and every you know when they have a great a really good quarterback um 
you know, Ole Miss, I think, belongs in that kind of category. No offense to my in-laws, but like, you know, seven, eight wins. You know, once they once I mean, you know, once Luton Lane does, you know, takes off, I don't know. They can't seem yeah. to hold coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even their their, you know, their two best coaches in, you know, in the past like 20 years, three, I guess. I mean, Ed Ogeron, he didn't he didn't leave. I'm sure he got fired, right? But like, you know, Tommy Tuberville left, Hugh Freeze had to go. You know, like they're they they've just they're kind of snake bit when it comes to like good coaches at Ole Miss. And it's like I totally agree with you. Like Mark Stoops, he is like the second longest tenured. Is that right? Or the longest tenured coach in the SEC? Or no, no, obviously below after, Saban. After Saban. Saban, yeah. Yeah, no, he is. And I mean, like, just by a long shot. Just stop beating Florida and just keep this up. And this guy is gonna coach there until he dies. Yeah. Of what looks like could be a massive heart attack. So, anyways, that's all I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. I yeah, so we swept that one. Um well the uh oh god, another noon game. Poor bastards. This is a manufactured uh rivalry. Uh Texas AM at LSU. LSU is number 15 and they are favored by eleven points. Um and the Aggies, they also fired their coach, uh Jimbo Dunzo. Uh, but they put 38 up on Abilene Christian and uh, LSU demolished Georgia State last week. But, I mean, I, obviously it wouldn't have been that big of a deal this year with Arkansas being terrible, but I know, and, and I know, ad nauseum, we always say this every year, I missed the Golden Boot as the last game, you know, uh, one of the last games of the year, and I think it used to be on, like, the Friday. It was either yeah. on Thanksgiving or the Friday. I mean, it, it was, was on like, Friday. yeah, like standalone, kind of like this, oh, Missouri-Arkansas game. Anyways, um, I don't know. I think uh, the only thing I'm—I mean, we got a lame duck coach here at another lame duck, lame duck coach at A and um, I think Daniels is probably going to lock up my Heisman vote this weekend with a big game. But uh, LSU's defense is probably going to let the Aggies keep it close for a while. But I could see a backdoor cover for the Tigers. Uh, it's an eleven-point spread. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Tigers in this one. Uh, but, you know, again, the holes in LSU's defense could make this a little bit more interesting, a little more or a little less comfortable than LSU fans would like. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Robinson is the interim coach who I've never heard of until 10 seconds ago when I looked him up. Right. Um, I agree that I, I think Daniels, honestly, short of like murdering someone at midfield would is, is guaranteed to win the Heisman as he should. Yeah. Um, but this just seems like a weird game. It, I feel like this game, like recently, wasn't this the one that was like the six overtime recently where someone got screwed? I think LSU got screwed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what would be great is if AM brought in Orgeron as the interim coach for this game. AM, oh my God. That would be hilarious. But uh, I have a weird feeling that AM could possibly win this game. So um, I just feel like something weird might happen. It's noon, it's LSU, but everyone's going to be all like full of turkey and whatever that hell else they eat on Thanksgiving. Um, so I, I just kind of have a funny feeling. I can't really, there's no rationale behind it, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take AM plus the 11 and hope for some weirdness. 
yeah, this I think this will definitely be an interesting game. As mentioned, their malt, uh, or I'm sorry, because you said it, LSU's defense, not very good. But then again, you can't go wrong with Shock G as your quarterback. Does he not look like Shock G? Am I the only one who sees this? I don't know who Shock G is, but I'm sure the, you're right. The the lead of Digital Underground. Oh, the guy like, with the nose. Yeah. I'm the guy with the weird nose. Okay. Yeah, he's got the fake nose on. Yeah. Wait, he's like a little up? more light skin than Daniels. Oh, they're both pretty light. I see what you're All saying right. now, but I thought his name was Humpty, or is that just the song? That's just the song. His name is Shock G. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm glad, I'm glad I've never, if I saw him in person, I'd be like, hey, there's Humpty. Yeah. Good God. I know how embarrassing would that, oh, would that be. Actually, us? never mind. He's dead. Oh, he died? Guess where he died? St. Petersburg, Florida. Tampa, Florida. All right. Well, <laughs> that was close. Now I got to hear how he died. Probably fucking shot in Ebor. Fucking oh, God, a little soon for that. Real quick uh, while you're looking up that. No, uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of a cliche. A motel room in Tampa, probably on Nebraska Avenue. Uh, cause of death, overdose of fentanyl, methamphetamine, and alcohol. Jesus, when was this? Uh, 2021, April 22nd. He was interned at Parklawn Memorial Cemetery in Dunedin, Florida. Did he grew up. Is he from Florida? No way. Born in New York, spent most of his childhood moving around the East Coast with his family, eventually settling in Tampa. Okay. Wow. There you go. Oh, yeah. Humpty. He, went, he dropped went out. Cham- of Cham- went, yeah. went to Chamberlain High School. Yeah, he dropped out of Chamberlain. Yeah. Wow. All right. Who knew? Went to. And attending HCC. Yeah. Holy cow. He studied music theory. He did a great job. Yeah, I mean, you know, 57. If I make it that long, I'll be happy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to... Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Real quick, just I just want to touch on this. This game is the seven overtime, 74 to 72 thriller. Yeah, yeah. From 19... Uh, excuse me, from uh, 2018. Uh, no word on who got screwed, because I'm not reading that far. I'm more interested in Humpty. Who won? Whoever lost got screwed, I think. A&M. A&M won. So, yeah, she got screwed. All right. So, uh, I'm sorry, Gus. You were still picking. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, Shock G. Shock G. I can't remember the... Man, he was in a movie. Digital Underground was in a movie. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah, you're right. He is pretty white-skinned. Yeah, he looks like Jane Daniels. Maybe he was resurrected. Oh, God. There you go. Jane Daniels. There you go. Does he really have a big nose? I mean, um, Shock G. I don't care about Jaden Daniels' nose. I don't know. I'm not gonna look at his whole. Uh, bibli, bibli, what was the movie? I can't remember what it's called. Don't but essentially, juice. don't be a man of South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. He was in that. Yeah. Well, this this movie was. Uh, it's where Dan Aykroyd plays a judge. John Candy is like the oh, bailiff. Oh, God. Oh, my. Only the Lonely? No, no. This sounds like the whitest movie ever. Yeah. Chevy Chase is like some banker with Demi Moore, and they get stuck. They get pulled over for a ticket, and they have it's, to run uh, through. 
It's some pre-augmentation DJ or, or Demi or post. Uh, I think it was post. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. It was late nineties. Nothing oh, but yeah. trouble. I think is what it's called. Nothing, Nothing but, but trouble. Uh, mm. Only the lonely was with Dan, uh, John Candy. I apologize. Um, yeah, I think it's nothing but trouble. Not that sure we've gone know. off the rails here. Yeah, speaking of trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, it he, is. He was in nothing but trouble in 1991. Yep, 1991. Yep. So there you have it. Great movie. Watch it. It's not great, but not great. It's, it's horrible. I wouldn't watch this. I wouldn't watch this movie at fucking gunpoint. It was terrible. No, it's awful. Please don't ever watch it. I'm sorry. I mean, Shock G. If you happen to hit a vape, it's all right. Um, not that I do those types of things. But back to the game. So Jimbalis AM, LSU in their defense, but you do have Daniels whipping it around. The thing here is with Jimbo gone, AM might be better because I better than LSU. Well, maybe. Uh, but they definitely have better athletes. I think they have better athletes. Um, A&M has had really good recruit recruiting classes. Just Jimbo couldn't develop anybody. Um, who's playing quarterback for A&M? It's not Johnson, is it? He's hurt, right? I have no idea. All right. I didn't know. Well, didn't do any research. Okay. Well, maybe shock G knows. Um, but... it was home to <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about this game. I, I think A&M, they'll lose, but they'll make it a good game. So give me the Aggies. Uh... All right, house divided. Doctor, who do you take? Oh, I guess that is important. Gus, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, our uh, doctor producer picked um, LSU. So T&I versus y'all two. So cuz. Yes, sir. If Shock G were in Louisiana... What sauce would you recommend? I don't know. Whatever you can get in a Burger King bathroom. But beyond that, he would probably go for something local and something amazing and something made by one of our biggest fans and friends and produce and sponsors, I should say. Uh, because this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of fruit, peppers and fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world in the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That is Pandemic Sauce Company, PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. Um... I heard in the next couple of years, he's going to name some of the sauces after some digital underground songs. Like I get around jalapeno apple. I don't think it's actually going to take off. I think he's probably just going to stick with what works. Um, but as he mentioned, uh, you can go back and re-listen to, uh, you know, some of our old episodes. Cause you know, I think live picking um, sports that have occurred in the past is definitely a re-listenable type thing, but when we had our sponsor that was Ron on, he mentioned a couple things that I think is important for the uh, consuming consumer. The uh, jalapeno apple and the mango habanero are available year round. And he is currently waiting for ghost pepper, reaper, the scorpion pepper, and some others to um, cultivate 
in the greenhouse of his of his relatives. So that is Pandemic Sauce Company, pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. Uh, I don't know if I don't think there's an occasion to use my stash this Thanksgiving, but um, it's pretty much good on everything else, especially anything that comes out of the smoker or off the grill. Your barbecue sauce or your mustache? Heyo. All right. Uh, Iron Bowl. Oh. 3.30, Alabama going to Auburn. Auburn a 14.5-point underdog at home. Coming off a – I think I predicted uh, – I mean, I definitely picked uh, New Mexico State to cover. They covered and then some. Burying Hugh Freeze at Jordan Hare by 21, I think. Uh, maybe even more. I think it was 21, 31, 10, maybe. Bama played the Chattanooga Mocs and kind of a tune up game. Auburn, 14 and a half point underdog. I may have said that sooner, but hey, what's going on? Uh, I just cracked open a, I don't know if you've heard of this brewery. It's called King State. They have the hmm. green dart. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, here's to them. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes weird things happen at Jordan Hare, like losing to Mexico State at home. Um, but I just – I feel like Bama is kind of on a collision course with Georgia. I honestly think be the only team in the country that can beat Georgia – which makes me a big Alabama fan the rest of the year. Um, so, you know, I mean, Hugh Freeze, he's the guy who's got some success against Nick Saban. So, you know, you might want to be a little bit leery about laying that 14, especially with the half point, 14 and a half. I just said, I just think Bama's way better. Auburn offense. So I like Bama to, to cover this pretty easily. I think they're going to win by probably 25 points. Yeah, the uh, I, I have my note was Bama big, but the reality is it this line seems I'm not, the, the line's 14 and a half. That seems small, but I guess it's a rivalry game. And I, that's the only thing I can kind of come up with um i like bama huge in this game now i mean there's an argument to be said that maybe auburn was looking past new mexico state but not like to the tune of getting destroyed like they did at home that was an embarrassment and i'm a florida fan and i'm talking about an sec team embarrassing being embarrassing so um yeah i, I like bama huge in this game definitely 20 plus Yeah, it was uh it was quite embarrassing last week for for Auburn. I actually started watching part of that game. Um they they just had nothing. They had no answers for New Mexico State and their offense. It was pretty crazy. And just looking at the style of play from New Mexico State's quarterback, it seemed a lot like how Milro plays. Um you know, definitely has scrambling ability, can make some throws. But Bama's obviously, I think, better than New Mexico State. This is a pretty big line for the Iron Bowl, but 
I honestly don't think Bama will have a problem here. I, you know, and they're trying to, they're trying to run up scores and look impressive because if they somehow do beat Georgia, they're going to want to show or demonstrate that they belong in the playoff, even though they lost to Texas. So, yeah, I think I think Bama's going to absolutely smash Auburn in this game. It won't even be close. So, give me a uh, give me the tide. So our producer agrees. So that's another sweep. Turn into quite a rivalry. All right. Another 3.30 game. Maybe this will be the CBS game. Actually, I don't think CBS has any games this week, right? I don't know. Probably. They probably have it the It has Iron to be Bowl, the Iron actually. Bowl. Yeah, they probably have the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Yep. But uh, before I get to the game, I do want to give a drink update as well, uh, since it's the Bourbon Boys. I'm drinking Four Roses Small Batch. Oh, hell yeah. And I poured a little bit more than I wanted to, but fuck it. I don't work till Monday. So... We got Vandy rolling into Knoxville. The Vols are 27-point favorites here. They haven't looked good the past two weeks. They got beat by Georgia pretty good, and Missouri handled them with no problem the week prior. However, this is Vandy, and Vandy is awful this year. As you can tell, I didn't do much research this week. Can someone give me a win total for Vandy this year? Three. Three. Got three. three. And I'm guessing none of those are conference. No, it's two. It's two. They're two All and right. nine. They're two Disgusting. and nine. They're working a nine-game losing streak. Oh, goodness gracious. It's not going to get any better for them this week. This is a massive line, though. But I think Tennessee is just that much better. They're not going to have any real challenge on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball. So I think they'll hold Vandy in check. And Milton will look the part of Hennon Hooker because Vandy's so bad. So give me the balls here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Vanderbilt, they had a bye week before their last game. What's the point of that? Um but the game before, they just got completely smoked by South Carolina. Um, I don't love Tennessee, but I love Tennessee at home against a shitty team. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the balls. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> I don't think anyone questions this game being in, you know, in doubt. Um, but I don't know. I mean... Tennessee got rolled by Georgia last week and I have no real appreciation for them despite their ranking um, at 18. Uh, I, I'm going to go on the other side of this. I don't think there's any chance Vandy wins this game, but I agree. This is kind of a, I mean, I agree with you, whoever made the initial statement that this is a big number and I'm going to just stop listening at that point. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Vandy to, to beat the spread, but uh, lose still by 26 points. Trying to play catch up there, cuz? No, I really think that. Come on, man. Jeez. Okay. It's weird right. that you would even say that. Oh, all right. Well, producer, he's going with the involves here. I see involves. Involves. Mm-hmm. I got my seeds and dragoon, bro. Involves. 
Let's go, Rusty. Let's go. That's good. It sounds. It's like, are you here, producer? Yeah. So now, yeah. So okay. So I guess I'm on the island, the lonely island of uh, Vanderbilt, anchoring down or up, whatever is better for them. Okay, so we are going into the evening now. Um, I, I don't want to say this is the well. This is the season sunsetting on Florida, and there's a lot of reasons to think that. Um, Florida State, uh, the playoff, the whatever the college football playoff rankings just came out, and they were leap leapfrogged, if that is a verb, by Washington. And obviously, it has nine thousand percent to do with the fact that Jordan Travis got injured last week. Um, so Florida state was Florida state is traveling to the university of Florida Gators in Gainesville, Florida, where they are a six and a half point favorite. The Gators are a home dog. Um, so it's story time, fellas. Why don't we sit back, turn on some music? So I, uh, last week I was watching the game and it was obviously really shitty to see Jordan Travis get hurt in such a meaningless game. Aside from that, this is not a, but I mean, everything I said, aside from that, when I saw it, I was like, well, I mean, you can't help but think this is obviously going to help Florida's chances. And I think the line, the pre-injury line on this game, if there was such a thing, was double this number. I think it was like 12 and a half. And um, so then I'm watching Florida play. And, and and you know, we we saw what happened. Um, you know, fourth and 17, shitty defense. Uh, but then Florida's quarterback goes down. So now it's kind of like a toss-up, you know, in a sense that, like, you don't know which uh, quarterback's been better. However, Jordan Travis has kind of kept Florida State just just dominated statistically throughout many of the uh, games this year to the point where their backup got to see the field. So that is definitely a, a negative in them uh, for the for the Gators. Uh, the, the, but the real the real point is this. Florida's defense is a huge liability and they're young. And someone off the record off the record said that it was like, it was the um, the scheming and the kids don't understand it and blah, blah, blah. But doesn't that sound like coaching? Of course it does. Um, I, I, I was listening to a podcast today and outside runs towards the Florida defense are averaging seven yards, whereas inside runs are averaging four yards, or at least they did over the weekend. This is, I mean, excuse me, they did against Missouri. That is a humongous number. Um, I also want to point out that Mullen went 11 and two, um, I think his second year. And our offense is averaging just about the same as his did. So let that sink in for a second. I mean, we're talking about Dan Mullen, the offensive guru. However, and this is significant, even with terrible Todd Grantham at the helm at the defensive coordinator position, we were averaging, we are now averaging 100 yards more yards per game on defense than we did in peak Grantham. So every year we're sitting there going, well, at least our defense can't get any worse than it did last year. Well, next year happens. Well, you know, it can't get any worse. Every year we say that, and every year our defense gets worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but one more thing. Uh, somehow our defense is worse than last year, but we have had, we have, I don't I didn't look up the numbers because I don't do any research because I'm awesome, but I mean, any any idiot who's watched our games compared this year to that year, last year, how many turnovers do we have this year? Like five? Not a Six? lot. Not a lot. Last year we had way more. And 
I mean, just common sense tells you that when the other, when you take the ball away from the other team, they're going to have the ball less than they would if you don't take the ball away. So that's another thing going against us. And I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm saying our defense isn't take, getting takeaways. They're on the field more and they're giving up more yards and more points. So Max Brown, I said he played great last week, but so did the Knowles backup quarterback. Uh, more experience. I don't know. But here's the other thing I noticed. Our team seems to be playing tough, poorly at times, but they're still playing tough. I think that is a testament to Napier, and I, I really am trying to find positives. And if it's something as silly as a moral-type victory in, in that sense, I'm going to go with it. Um, Now, I, I think if I were you know, a smart man, which I am not, call me Forrest Gump, I'd say that, I can see how our offense would keep it close, but we'll still lose by seven to 10 points. And that's what I would say if I didn't want to mix shit up a little bit here. I hate to uh, steal a quote from malt liquor, but why not? Why not us? Why not now? Why can't we ruin Florida state season a la 1997? I know there's a two completely different years and seasons, et cetera. But I'm going to do something stupid, and I am going to last game of the year. I'm going to enjoy this game, knowing that I know with a with a with a clear conscience. I'm picking Florida to win the game. All right. So I I prepped you all that there was going to be some Gator trivia. <clears throat> so speaking of quarterbacks, I had this thought, and it led to the what will be the trivia question. But other than Kyle, Kyle Trask, is Graham Mertz the best quarterback the Gators have had since Tim Tebow? Can you think of anyone who's been better? Is this a trivia question or an opinion question? It's an opinion question that will then be followed up with a trivia question. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> Do we have time to go through who we think the quarterbacks were. I mean, cause I feel like, well, so, so the trivia the question is how many of the quarterbacks since Tebow can you name? Oh. And then obviously that would lead to who, if any, were other than Kyle Trask were better than Graham Mertz. Well, Treyon Harris. No. <laughs> when was Trey? Oh my God, he was a he was a Will Muschamp guy. Yep, he was so is Tebow. So so is Dr Driscoll. Yeah, is he better than Graham Mertz? Oh, you're saying no, as in like not better, of course. Yeah, not okay. better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying he wasn't on a team. I'm like, what? No, no, no. You're right. Oh. No. Okay. Yeah. Tyler Tyler Murphy. Yes. No. I mean, yes and no. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, is this Will starting career? quarterbacks. Yeah, Will Greer. Quarterbacks who started for a game for the Gators. Yeah, Will Greer's one. How about he uh, made, he... <laughs> Jake Del Rio? I know that's Luke Del Rio. Yeah. LDR. Did, Obviously, did, I'm sorry. Did Jacoby make a start? Brissett? He did. And he's okay. he's the one guy that I couldn't that I didn't remember. Okay. I love I thought he should have been the quarterback over uh what's his name? Driscoll. Yeah, yeah Driscoll. Driscoll. Yeah. So does Trey Burton count? I don't know. Did he ever start at quarterback? He played. Yes, Trey Burton counts. He's oh. starting against FSU at home. See, I love Trey no Burton. Yeah, yeah, Trey Burton. No, he's a 
dude yeah that guy was wasted on shitty seasons you know yep i kind of like the way graham mertz is going to be so who else obviously felipe felipe how many are there like are you uh uh yeah so i'll I'll go through them i don't know that this is quite in order but it's close to order so you missed the first one after tebow wait oh oh jeff uh, john brantley yeah Brant- JB, uh, yeah jb4 yeah. uh so we said driscoll we said burton we said tyler murphy remember when jordan reed started at vanderbilt oh, my God. oh that's like the, right uh treon i think uh gus said treon will greer del rio remember well emory jones no of course i mean we would have gotten about- he's Anthony. still playing by the way he's still playing do you remember the uh Transfer from Notre Dame, Malik uh, or Malik uh, Zaire. Zaire. Zaire, yeah. I remember right. asking you about him, and you're like, "Fuck if I know." <laughs> Do you remember the transfer from Purdue who won a big game? Oh yes, at LSU. Oh, uh, uh, I know uh, it. Go ahead, go ahead. App- Apple something. Yeah, yeah. Apple Austin Appleby, Stuart Applebaum, Stuart Applebaum, Benita, and Applebaum. then the, the kid who's who's our third string now who started the bowl was his name jack oh, jack uh miller 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 and then the last one that i have he started a game in south carolina is the son of a former detroit lions coach oh no way wait oh coach sorry <laughs> i was thinking player like head coach head coach It's not. It's not Rod Marinelli. No. no. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna kill me. Skyler, don't no, call morning me wig. Marty. Oh, morning wig. Marty, morning wig. I think oh. that's all. I think that's the illustrious list. So um, you're asking us the question: Is are any of those guys better than Graham Mertz? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Trey Burton is more talented <laughs> in general. You mean? You mean in a as a quarterback in a Gator uniform? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, obviously, we, we didn't mention Anthony Richardson, but oh yeah, it's true. No, I I, I I would take I'd take Mertz over Richardson as a college quarterback. Yep, one hundred percent. I feel like if you put Mertz on this year's Mertz on any of the teams Driscoll was quarterback at, we'd be just as good, if not better. Yeah, um, one hundred percent. I mean, Will Greer had talent, but he only was he was wide quarterback for five games. Treon, way better. Treon, yeah, way better than Treon. Way better than Jake Del Rio. Fuck that guy. Ray, way better than JB4. Better than I Felipe. Liked, I, yeah. Better than Felipe. I liked Appleby because he was like, he seemed like he gave a shit, but that guy had like no touch. It was just like, everything was a line drive. Whoa, anyway, that. That hail that or that um that rainbow to Callaway, I, right? Her. No, that was to Cleveland, wasn't it? Cleveland, yeah, Tyree Cleveland. At LSU. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I get those two confused for some reason. Anyway, I mean, so Graham Mertz has had a really good year, and he got hurt, and he got hurt on a great play, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not a very a bummer, but like a, a very Tebow like play, though, is what yeah. someone pointed out. He's wearing fifteen. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, I, 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 he's done, he's been nothing but 
he's been a fucking A as far as I'm concerned, as far as what we expected. Um, but I, I liked what I saw from Max. He's quick. He yep. knows how to run the the option. I feel like that can open up some things on offense. So I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, but I got it. I'm going to take FSU because they, their backup quarterback has been tested. He came in against Louisville last year when um, Murphy or what's his name? Not Murphy. Travis. Travis got hurt. Jordan. Um, and our defense is awful. And honestly, I have more faith in Mike Norvell as a coach than I do in Billy Napier. I Napier, the team doesn't quit. I know I know our players like him, but he consistently and we consistently make big mistakes in big moments. The fourth and 17. I retweeted Gator Nation football podcast. They're the one of the best receivers in the country was completely uncovered. He sat down 20 yards downfield on fourth and or 15 or yeah, on fourth and 17, caught the ball and wasn't touched until he turned forward and gained an additional five yards because our freshman safety is for some reason 15 yards beyond the marker and our shitty linebacker is like playing 10 yards yeah south of the marker what are we doing and then we go you know uh we we get the big run we're down through two and we go turtle shell offense and kick a field goal don't run out don't try to get a first down don't try to run it because, it, I mean, you would think we've been watching our defense all year. We know we can't stop anybody. Why would we even give us a – make that even an option? It's like, oh, Billy Napier's like, well, we got him to fourth and 17. That proves my decision. No, it doesn't prove your decisions, right? Because you can't coach these kids to do what they need to do and guard someone on a zone on fourth and 17. So it's more more faith in Mike Norvell, and FSU's got obviously they've got weapons on the outside. Their defense is not an abortion. So I'm taking the Knolls. Let me say one thing before Gus ch- chimes in. Say in a crazy world, uh, Trevor Etienne doesn't go out of bounds. Why is he going out of bounds? There's no way that he isn't coached to not do that. I mean, maybe he's not. Is he reminded? Do we I mean, remind these kids all the time? You should remind these kids every time. Don't go out of bounds. I mean, he's gotten he's gotten a couple injuries. Maybe he was like trying to avoid that. I don't know. I mean, slide down, take a knee, get fifteen yards, the game's over. Something like that. I'm just saying, without that, Missouri either wastes their timeout, their last timeout, or forty seconds go off the clock. And our defense I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying how frustrating this is. Our defense, when it was under the gun on Missouri's last drive, and I mean that like the, the what got us to fourth and 17 without getting coached, it's almost like they were playing on instinct, got us to fourth and 17. Then Missouri calls a timeout. Coaching and then gets we involved. Get, we get in and fuck it up. Yeah. And they're and they start thinking and overthinking or underthinking. And it's like 
I was sitting there going, oh my God, are, are, this is what we needed. This whole game is like just the kids to just play what they, you know, I don't know. Anyways, it's it was frustrating as shit. Um, yeah. Gus, how do you feel? Yeah, so... Um, man, I lost my train of thought there. No, uh, just to piggyback, because on the defense, they have been shit, but they actually played okay in the second half. Yeah. They weren't terrible. Except for that last, except for the seventy-seven yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After where, the turnover, I mean, it's one of those three weird... guys. Three guys missed the tackle. Oh, but that's yeah, Schrader. Yeah. He's the best, right? No, but I mean, like they made a couple stops in the fourth quarter when they had yeah. to. So, um, maybe they're learning bit by bit. I love how you said there because it was fucked up until the timeout and the coaches got involved. <laughs> or that, that, you know, yeah. but, um. Yeah, so I don't know. I think something weird is going to happen in this game. I don't know why. I just, I just do. I think Florida may actually win the game because it just <laughs> seems to me that this Florida State team, and they've been pretty dominant all year, although they haven't really played anybody. But it's, it's like for some reason, it's like the other team is in the game you know one of the big things they say about jordan travis is is you know in the third and fourth quarter he carries them on his back you know he wills them and so they're not going to have that if this is a close game right they're not going to have jordan travis to do that um also malt you said that that uh mertz was a a plus and i agree with you there's some other people that have been on this podcast that do not agree with that. I think he was, uh, he was just as adamant about Anthony Richardson last year. So, but <laughs> go ahead and bench I mean, Murph, you know, right. I, I think a plus for what, I mean, if, if you told me that he was going to have the stats he had this year when he was a transfer, I would thought you were a fucking idiot. I honestly, I mean, he's not, there are things he does that frustrates me. He takes too many sacks. He doesn't throw the ball away. But other than that, I mean, what, he's got three interceptions all year. And he's been tough. And he's taken care. And our offense has been good the last two months. We yeah. put up 30 points every game. Yeah. Which, in the past, we would have killed for. So We're Giving up 30-plus. It's like, it's yeah. so insane. Like, I can remember being like, like, like the Spurrier era were like, it's like, oh my God, we're giving up 20 points a game. And we ran out, you know, was it John Hoke out of town or. Right. Those were the good old days. But I think, I think Burks has been objectively better than we, as good as we could have hoped, if not better. I mean, he's not the greatest guy in the world, but he's better than anyone we've had in fucking, fucking 20 years, I think. So. Totally agree. And how much adrenaline must have been pumping through him when he breaks his collarbone and he doesn't notice it until he hands a ball off. Right. Yeah. Like he was so jacked up after that play, which was a great play. Oh man. It was just, it was fantastic. Like both of the Missouri guys who tried to tackle him, they were hurt on that. Play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it was just, that was a massive collision. It was fantastic. Exciting football. Florida state should win this game and they should win it big. But like I said, Something weird. I just have this feeling. It's my sixth. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, I would say it's like, so FSU all year, they've played some close games. I feel like they've gotten every possible break they could have yeah. until their quarterback broke his leg. But um, we have gotten no breaks all year. So does that trend continue or does it flip on its head? Like, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. I feel like we either win the game or FSU covers by like two touchdowns. The other thing here, too, is not only do I have a weird feeling about it, but there's football gods. And I think the football gods have done a pretty good job of eliminating people in the last two weeks who would have caused complete chaos when it comes to either the BCS or the playoff. So, and, you know, Florida State's one of the ones that needs to be eliminated. And why not the Gators? So I'm going to take Florida here. Give me the Gators. Sorry, guys. So it's uh, house divided. Doctor is with the Knowles as well. We got clean old fashioned hate at seven thirty. Georgia undefeated, looking like a complete juggernaut. Arguably, maybe even probably not on defense is good, but their offense seems better than. I mean, the last two years, Carson Beck is like Mister Third Down Conversion, just completing shit left and right. They uh they completely destroyed Tennessee. Um, they go to Georgia Tech as a twenty four point favorite. Um, I actually I looked up Georgia Tech's offense. It's actually pretty good and not just on the ground, which is a little bit weird. Um, so I don't know. I I kind of feel like this is a really big number. And Georgia has looked great. And I kind of feel like they're due for a little bit of a letdown. So, I don't know. Rivalry game, big number, weird. Georgia Tech, who knows? I think they might keep this under the 24. So, I'll, I'll take them. I don't – I would be – I'll moonwalk to Atlanta if Georgia Tech wins this game. But I think they'll cover I think they might cover. So I'll, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Um, I think I, Gus mentioned football gods last week or last week, last game. And I, um, I definitely owe them a, an apology because something I did upset them so much that has put Florida in uh, the predicament we're in right now. I'm, I'm taking this all on my shoulders. Um, Obviously, making fun of Carson Beck for his just overall stupid stupid look Base. probably wasn't a nice thing to do. I apologize hey. to Carson Beck. The guy, I guess in spite of his ugly face, is a very good football player, so I got to give it to him. I'm sorry I called him ugly twice and just now. Um, but 24 points. I mean, I went, I'm looking at, uh, some of my picks last week. Um, they didn't really pan out. And the ones that did pan out were against like some really terrible teams, but like, you know, Ole Miss didn't cover 37 and I don't know. Auburn obviously didn't. So my point is, is that 24 against a power five team rival on the road seems like an awful lot 
I could see Georgia would like, you know, like, you know, shutting down Georgia Tech, but I mean, not shutting down Georgia Tech, but like blowing them out. But, but as, as Malt Liquor brought up, their, their offense isn't that bad. Like, I think they're capable of scoring some points. And sometimes it's the teams that like aren't as good tend to score a little bit more against when they're getting blown out. So I think, uh, I think I see Georgia Tech beating this number. So I'm going to take, uh, the Ramblin' Wreck as well. All right, so I'm going to follow some of Malt Liquor's narration from earlier. How many times do you think these two teams have met? 75 times. Nope. 59. They have met 116 times. Good Lord. That's a lot, of, first, a lot of ball games. They first played each other in 1893. Jesus. So, yeah, this is a huge. Georgia got a sixty percent win percentage. Uh, close. Um, it's seventy forty one and five. So, okay. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, the last was it five meetings? If we're talking about the spread here at twenty four. You had Georgia 38-7, then 45-21, 52-7, 45-shit, and last year 37-14. So 23 last year. Um, although it was in Athens. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't think there's a lot to say here. I actually think Georgia will, will beat them by four touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Ugga here. Yeah. And our um, doctor producer, Dr. Riffick, also goes with the road favorite, Georgia Bulldogs. So house divided again. Now it's interesting. Now we're getting interesting going into the final game of the week, 730 kickoff. Clemson heading to South Carolina. Seven, or, uh, South Carolina seven-point home dogs. Um, What's this rivalry called? Anybody know? Mon it. All right. The Palmetto <laughs> State something or other. The Palmetto series. Oh, um, Lord of mercy. I do declare. Fucking, that's so dumb. It's Although I do State. love the Palmetto State. One of my favorite states in the Union, the Palmetto State. Really? Yeah. Charleston, I, I, I presume. What's that? The cradle. Charleston? Is that because it's the cradle of the Confederacy? Uh, mm-hmm. yes. 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 That's exactly why. Uh, yeah. Charleston. Huge fan of Charleston. Uh, actually have family just south of Clemson in Greenville, which isn't that far away. Uh, lovely, lovely state. Spent some summers up there. That's that's the high country. Yeah. Um, no, but Clemson they've uh, they've been getting better. You know, after their loss to Miami, they beat NC State, they beat Notre Dame, they whatever Georgia Tech, and then they beat North Carolina, and they they beat North Carolina. 31 to 20. So that's a pretty good win for them. South Carolina is not good at all. I know this is in Columbia, but man, I think Clemson's probably going to beat them by 10. I'll take Dabo. Well, I mean, you said it since they lost to is it Miami. I Sorry, say- they. Yeah, go ahead. It, I meant it since they lost to Tyler from Spartanburg, called in and called out Dabo, and Dabo dressed him down 
like the ungrateful scoundrel that he is. That's correct. But I did miss you. Their their last loss was not Miami. It was actually NC State. I read that wrong. So scoundrel. Well, he's a scoundrel. Whoever they lost to last. Tyler from Spartanburg is a scoundrel. And Dabo put him in his place and he put his team in the place that they need to be, as you said. Uh, three straight wins, two against ranked teams, Notre Dame, North Carolina. They go into Columbia. They are a uh, prohibitive favorite in this rivalry, um, winning 72 out of 119 matchups. Um, so, yeah, I, I think – I think Clemson maybe so they've got something going here. Dabo's got his fire, it got his uh, got the red ass out, and uh, I think they're going to cover the seven points pretty easily. Uh, I like the Tigers on the road in Columbia covering this number. Listen, conventional wisdom says Clemson is going to win this game, but it's the Palmetto series, y'all. Crazy things happen. Fights sometimes. Blackouts. Especially with uh, the fact that um, Clemson isn't really playing for anything. I mean, pride, of course. I think uh, I'm going to go on a crazy limb here and pick the Cox to cover this. I think it's going to be a really close game. Um. Seven points just doesn't blow my skirt up, and I, I and I don't know this could be Spencer Spencer Rattler's last game. He's being kind of coy on what he's doing next year. I didn't realize he had another freaking year left in him, and we may have him talked and, about it. Him and KJ, Jesus Christ! Yeah, right, actually, I think I think y'all talked about it last week or in the past couple of weeks, and how how many, I guess COVID may have affected that. And, you know, obviously you can transfer without penalty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think Ra- I think Rattler's going to rally, maybe even produce a win here. But I like South Carolina close, um, which is in congruence with our illustrious producer. So another. Where is, where is he, by the way? Where's our producer? Yeah. He's uh, I thought he'd be back cooking dinner for his in laws. I miss him. Oh, it's really sweet. He'll be happy to hear that. Um, here is my prediction though, because obviously this game isn't all that exciting. Dabo to Texas AM. He's tired of it in Clemson. Tired of it, I say. He's gonna go where he's rep, he is respected. And appreciated. No, I don't know. I mean, that, no, he'll stay in the ACC if he's smart. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Especially after you know, or in preparation or expectation of next year. I mean, what an insane <laughs> yeah. asylum that's going to be. Who did uh, Doctor take? Oh, the, that's a house divided. He picked uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks as well. So, all right, it's a uh, malt liquor and Gus versus. Dr. Riffick and Cuz. Um, All right, there's, I thought there was more. You know, I came on in the open saying this was a great weekend of football, and it is. 
a lot of good rivalries, but as far as ranked teams going against each other, there's only two other games. Uh, first game is, well, actually, yeah, the first game Friday night, the Civil War, Oregon State heading to Eugene to play Oregon. Oregon's a 13.5-point favorite. Go Beavers. Fuck the Ducks and fuck Bo Nix. You hate them so much. Go live in Oregon. I tell you. <laughs> go live in Oregon. And you will hate Ducks fans as well. You didn't like when I lived there, I didn't even know Oregon State existed. I mean, I did, but from a coverage standpoint, really nothing, nothing. Portland State got more uh, coverage than than Oregon State. Beavers. Yeah, the Beavers. The how far away is Carvalis? Carvalis. Carvalis. It's I think it's about an hour and a half. So So they have the same. It's closer than Eugene. So they have the same like um, local news stations. Yeah, there's only one. It's only Oregon shit, man. I mean, it's really? only only in Portland. I mean, you. I mean, they'll have news outlets, but there's no other major city. No. It's, you know, I mean, maybe Bend is the next biggest city. Maybe Astoria, which is really tiny. There's just no big cities in Oregon, so everything comes out of Portland, and it is all ducks. Everywhere, anything. I went, uh, I went tubing down a river in Corvallis. Is that summer. where you almost died? No, that was in Montana. Yeah, thank God. It was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty uh, tame river, but yeah, it was a cool little town. I also spent a night in Eugene, which was nice. It was like Gainesville, but with more homeless people and better beer. Um, Oof! Take the good with the bad, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that that Bo Nix is fucking thirty-five touchdowns, two interceptions. That's yeah. I guess that's like, good. Um, like, he may be there for the Heisman instead of Daniels. Yeah, better, better record. Yeah, I, I feel like the, I don't know. And then we got the game. Yep. Noon. Noon Saturday, Michigan, Ohio State. Like, I mean, I know it's like a story game, but it just always, it never, have, how many great Ohio State Michigan games have there been? There, there are none that come to my memory. Like, I can remember the close game when everyone thought they should have replayed for the national championship in 2006 instead of us going. Yeah, it's always. But I can't think of any like, did the, was the Desmond Howard Heisman pose? Was that against Ohio State? I thought that was against Notre Dame, but it Same may have been here. against it may have been against Ohio State. But I thought for sure that was against Notre Dame. It was. Did Charles Woodson have like the punt return that like clinched the Heisman for him? Probably. Probably, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for Michigan. Just and I like I don't really like any of these teams. I, I kind of feel like Carball's getting railroaded. So, I mean, hey, listen. I, I mean, I, I'll definitely watch the game. They're two talented teams, and it's noon on a Saturday. So, what else am I going to do? But I, I don't care if Harbaugh's getting railroaded. I'm kind of a hypocrite about this. I don't. I I don't like him. I want him out because he drinks milk. He drinks milk with a well done steak. 
and does stupid oh, yeah. shit like sleeps over at his at recruits houses because it, you know he missed his flight. It's just weird, man. He's a weird dude. I'm, you know, like I didn't know it was a well done steak that really kind of tips the balance. That's my understanding, but I may be confusing with former President Trump, who, Ugh. Ugh, fucking disgusting. Anyway, so uh, the steak. I mean, I'm not getting political here. Um, I, I remember like rooting or being like rooting for Michigan for a long time growing up. And then I think what they, they won the national championship in what was it? 97. 97. 97. Yep. And they split it in 90. What wasn't it? Wasn't there something or was it? Remember they used to do well, two polls. Was yeah. It so I think it was Colorado. Yeah. I don't know, but well, they, Michigan won it. They split it with Nebraska one year. That was, they had Brian Greasy. That must and have been ninety seven then. Yeah, they played Nebraska the Rose Bowl, it, and yeah. Nebraska played in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, because Nebraska won it clean in ninety five by trashing yeah. us. Yeah, and then ninety six we won it. Um, I think Nebraska's who's Miami at the Orange Bowl, and Michigan yeah. beat like. Washington or somebody like that. Yeah, the um you know, it was an interesting time. I didn't have as much vitriol towards either one of these schools in you know, in the old days. Um I always hated Michigan as a Notre Dame fan growing up young. That that makes sense. I always hated Ohio State for some reason. John Cooper and just then, looked annoying to me. And then when and then I liked Ohio State when they beat Arizona State '96. Well, thank God for that. With Joe Germain and whoever else. Did you root for them? Then, oh, sorry. Root for them when? No, no. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. And then I can remember being at Bleachers with Loud Guy and his drunken animal brother when Ohio State played Miami in the championship game. And they won on the pass interference call. And like, so we were there. There was like one other, like we were there just rooting against Miami. Yeah. And there was one table that had like Ohio State fans and the rest of the restaurant was Miami people. And we ended up like, I remember hugging some fat Ohio State fan. We clean, we like, I mean, loud guy and his brother were like starting fights with Every Miami fan we could find, we end up leaving the restaurant slash bar. Cops show up, but like anyway. So of that, well, it was sort. Of, it it kind of got. It definitely got a little out of hand. And I think the manager called the cops. And by the, when the manager called the cop, like when the manager called the cops is when we left. And so it was sort of like we were two ships passing in the night. Right. And we drove off or whatever. But uh, I hate Ohio State now. I think I like I, I dislike Michigan less. Well, I was uh, I was raised a Michigan fan, yeah. So have an affinity there, and I hate Ohio State, uh, even though I had uh, my niece and her husband went there, but mm-hmm. um, very successful, great university apparently. Um, when it's the only university in your state, so <laughs> it's not no, the Ohio. I, What's that? 
Well, there's what about, what about Ohio Kent University, State? Kent State. Yeah, Kent State. I mean, you have a bunch. Akron, the Zips are up there. Uh, yeah. What's the, what's the oh, uh, Ohio University Toledo. Bobcats? Yeah, that's Toledo. right. Ohio, Miami. Toledo, Miami. Miami. Uh, oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a public school too, right? I think. Yeah, so, Bearcats. Yeah, yeah. They're Cousin Bailey, shit. senior, senior, Z- went there for a little while. Xavier. Yeah. <clears throat> Xavier. Oh, and then um, and then I remember when obviously when we played them in 06 and they were so cocky in Clinton. Oh my god. That was so sweet. So we were at that game, Malt Liquor, yep. Cuz, bunch of others, New Yorker, his his brother. A bunch of us were there. What a what yeah. a hell of a time. The senator's son. <laughs> That's right. We uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh no that was overall a, a well obviously it was a great trip because we won but it was funny i mean that the stadium was 60 plus percent ohio state fans ted ginn jr yeah. runs it back and i yeah. didn't know he broke his or sprained his ankle or whatever yeah i didn't care no it wouldn't have no, mattered no. no i was some little I, I love telling this story every time this, I think it's probably every time Ohio state gets brought up on this podcast and that's okay. But like some 13 year old boy was going, he's so great. Like kind of almost not shaking me, but like looking in my face and talking smack about Ted Ginn. And uh, he goes, he's so great. He runs at this, he's got this many touchdowns. And I said, does he mind his own business? And the kid goes, Ugh, and like turned his back. I hate that that was such a big deal for me, but you own that, that third. You own that thirteen-year-old little cunt. I took him down to Chinatown, man. That kid. Uh, <laughs> I think he switched spots with his dad. I mean, what, 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 what's up? I mean, he's talking crap to obviously a fairly drunk twenty-something-year-old. Yeah, so I can remember. So I went with my brother. We had two tickets together, almost thirty, and Go ahead. and we were like. Um, surrounded by Iowa State people. So obviously they returned the opening kickoff. Oh. And so it was like prototypical like Midwestern big like dad who's probably at that time was probably like 60 and is like 25 year old, 30-ish year old son who's like and they're like they made a point to like slap hands with all the Ohio State fans like near us so they're like invading our space mm-hmm. and um and so like I remember like so they opening kickoff goes back we came back immediately scored and then we basically dominated the rest of the first quarter and then remember our kicker who was so shitty that year like Chris Hetfield or something like that yeah it was like six of 20 and he goes, he's like lining up and they're like, Chris Hetfield is six of 20. And the, like the younger guy who's like, so it's me, my brother to my right. And then the other guy was to his right. And I was like, six of 20 sucks. And he drills it. My brother's <laughs> like, seven of 21. <laughs> and then halftime, they were gone and never came back. Yeah. Of course. You get, yeah. You got to go. Yeah. I watched I that have, game on yeah. Tebow. Tivo, yeah. So um, my wife planned our Christmas slash New Year's vacation, mm. and I didn't really think about it the dates. And so we flew back from Puerto Rico that night, 
Um, I told her no radio in the car because this is before. I mean, if you had XM, fine, but there was before any of that other stuff that we have nowadays. Um, it was just straight radio. I'm like, nothing on the radio. You know, it's just gonna be off. Whatever. We'll get home and then uh, watch the 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 game. Like I'll watch the TiVo part of it, and then hopefully it'll still be going on. Um, but uh, we were walking through the airport. Oh no. And there was a TV on and I happened to look up and that's when Gin ran it back. And so the whole drive home, like Jesus fucking Christ, the score's going to be like 28 to seven or yeah, like this is a bad, bad sign. And then when I get home and I start, you know, going through the game, I'm just like, you know, I'm going fucking crazy. So it was awesome. Yeah. Earl Everett helmet flying off. Oh, that's awesome. Dude. The whole, that whole game was incredible. Um, I still have a, I bought a, like some bootleg shirts outside the stadium on the way home. And I was just giving them out, you know, like, uh, like they were like, like I was some big swinging dick, you know? Oh, here, you want a shirt? You want a shirt? I remember we, uh, when we beat Florida state, by the way, we beat them 21 to 14 that year. Yeah. It was like a noon game, something horrible. I mean, but like, it was up there, right? Yeah. I was at Natala nasty. And, um, um the the new yorker and i were in a cab on the way back to dc i mean we watched the game in alexandria at the you know the theisman's pub the pub we're on our way back and we start we just booked our flights to phoenix we're like i don't know what's gonna happen against arkansas but booked our flights you know because obviously it, it took like effort you know we had to beat arkansas of course but then of course we had to statistically, mathematically jump Michigan, who yeah. also had one loss. So, because I guess we lost. Oh, we lost at Auburn that year. We were there. Well, that yeah, and that was because uh, at that was uh, our buddy's wedding, right? Where oh the Ar- the Arkansas game, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were at the beach, St. So- Beach. During the reception, we find out, I think, Southern Cal lost to UCLA. There was so and much going on, yeah. Who else needed to lose? Was it like Texas or somebody? Somebody else somebody needed else, to lose, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, that was the, was that the, like, Notre Dame? We were hoping Notre Dame would beat USC that same weekend, this weekend, of course, you know, the Florida-Florida State weekend. And we were listening in the cab on the way back, and that didn't happen. I think that was the year, like, that, Reggie Bush pushed uh Leonard into the end zone or something like that to beat Notre Dame. That well that would that was at Notre Dame. That would have been in October. Oh, oh, oh. No, oh, well, maybe, those, maybe we were just maybe, maybe USC we just lost hoping. us lost yeah. to UCLA on the last game of the year. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm thinking like because we we would do this every weekend. Go down yeah, to yeah. Alexandria. So maybe we were just kind of hoping some good team would get knocked off every week, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, that, yeah. Oh God, that Auburn game was insane. I wasn't at that game. No, you I didn't, you didn't. Oh, I was at the game we lost when we were number one with Grossman. In 01. Yeah. That was a, that was an that interesting sucks. weekend. Yeah. That, sucked. that was the origin of them, like doing that. Oh, don't beat us too bad. Yeah, yeah. Hope y'all don't beat us too bad tomorrow or you know today. And I was like, 
Fuck you. I hated that faux humility. So I'm going up there in uh, two and a half weeks for my nephew's graduation. Into Auburn? I'm going to Auburn. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, that's going great. To Auburn. I feel like I need to do something fucked up there. I think it's, I'm sure, I don't know. Go to Phoenix City and get a prostitute. Yeah. Probably not that. No. All right, click, click, Sean, click, click. Are y'all ready for me to close it out? Yeah. I take a pee and get another beer. Yep, me too. So should I close it out real quick and then we'll do that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that will do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout for a discount. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends obviously as you can tell we weren't ready for uh this episode or this season to end um it's a lot of fun doing this um this is usually the point where i tease next week but um this is it for the regular season and uh kind of likely this is it for the gators full season um any last thoughts fellas go gators happy thanksgiving go, go gators uh, love doing this uh, hanging out with you guys and uh, love our listeners all however many of them there are and uh, one last plug uh, just released Automatic Rewind Braveheart Cousin Gus breaking it down it's an easy 2 hour 25 minute listen so oh, yeah. download like subscribe Automatic Rewind absolutely you know a lot of y'all are going to be traveling the you know maybe tomorrow even which would be wednesday oh shit well anyways happy thanksgiving it is my favorite holiday of the year i think uh malt is on the same page with me absolutely favorite um, day of the year favorite day of the year absolutely yeah that's a good that's a great point um yeah it's obviously the season what it's funny i say the season isn't what we wanted it to be but it's pretty much what most of us expected it to be um i had us covering the over five and a half wins in but but in a text group uh a non-bourbon boys related text group i i i called us to be five and seven and i do not want to be right um so the the season has kind of gone the way we thought it would but that that never makes it any easier um anyway so for well golly i feel like it's we're at a funeral here uh for malt liquor gus our producer in absentia Dr. Riffick. I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators and go beat the King Seminoles. Fuck the Knowles. <laughs> <laughs>